lovelies. I know we always discuss all things questionable, odd, and eerie, but this topic may get a little too intense for some of our listeners. So, listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. How you doing, ladies? Hi. Oh, good. How are you? It's all good. Tiffany's excited about her mic stand. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, I am. (laughs) It's gonna be great. Oh, no, I have the hiccups. That's going to make for an interesting time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we don't know what that's like. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, but she wasn't presenting Oh, fair. when she had the hiccups. That is and weird. this is not a story that I should be hiccuping through. Wh- why? I'm intrigued. Talk about ourselves. <laughs> so we'll talk amongst ourselves. Um, How are you doing, Rebecca? Hi. Um, you're a paradise bird. I am. I really am. The um, birds that throw up their feathers and do the awkward jumpy dance for mating that is me i don't know how i ended up married with a child but god bless you matthew he's a he's a paradise bird he is you got your little paradise bird on a hook he's my paradise bird oh oh how sweet mm-hmm. he's gonna throw up a little bit in his mouth when he hears this that's fine <laughs> he's just gonna roll his eyes and be like what did you call me <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we have to get you like wings or fans. <laughs> so you come we still on one have to day. get you a fan. For the... I have one. My cousin gave me one. Nice. Oh, I need to bring it out. Yes. Do you want to get it? You will not need it for this one. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I have a feeling things are about to get dark. You'll need one for New Orleans, though. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we can, then we can send secret signals to each other. Yes. Are we all going to just walk around with fans? Yes. And be like, if we get pegged in a corner somewhere just be like help me <laughs> no 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 no. that's not what you do when you get pegged in a corner you keep a folding go pow, 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 pow. yes that too bad stranger <laughs> no means no bad stranger on the nose right on the mm-hmm. nose right Put on, the, them nose. on the, nose. the nose makes that lovely little sound passenger no what you do is you open it and then you and close it on their face that is how you cut their face off well if i said no and you didn't listen you're going to become a face slice exhibit in the Mutter Museum. See, I can see Tiffany. Museum. I can see Tiffany like puffing up, closing it, and then just right hooking with, with the fan in her hand. No, she would set the fan down so she didn't hurt the fan. Yeah, I would want to keep my fan intact. Tiffany, so, and she's like, a lady. If one of us was in trouble, Tiffany would like Kim possible backflip across the hall mm-hmm. and come. Can and- you actually backflip? Okay, I would come tumbling down the hall <laughs> and then stand up and do a really cool move to I imagine you. you doing like the slow somersault and then jumping up with your arms on your da, 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 da. like ta-da and then I would kick them and it'd be great <laughs> and then I kick her sir exactly. uh, it's like the catch and tap man huh. have neither of y'all seen psych no okay now that you're done binging the office I have to read a book first yes not important you <laughs> <laughs> You have to watch Psych because you and Tiffany would relate to Sean Spencer and Burton Guster way too much. My mom is this did Netflixable. It is it's Amazon on, Prime. Mm-hmm. 
my mom did watch that and I was over at her house one time while that was on and the main characters were doing their thing and she just kind of looks at me and she goes, this is you and Ashley. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. I watch. It's good. Because I don't get enough of that on a day-to-day basis. Not anymore. We don't. It's good. It's really good. Excellent. How was that bottle of wine you just demolished? Rebecca helped. It wanted... Mike's have a moment. <laughs> Mike stand wanted a piece. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we learning about today as you suspiciously shuffle your papers? <laughs> this just in. All the way from Tiffany's guest room. All the way from Madison. Nope. Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada. Ooh, We're Canada. in Canada. We're in Canada. Why? Ooh, to learn a story. Well, uh, well mm. <laughs> uh, duh. <laughs> what happens? I hate Ravenclaw. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> it just started. Okay. Are you the person that like talks through credits and you're like, well, this is how they're going to set up this movie. It's going to be stupid. Credits are at the end. The what? opening segment. The opening the credits. Intro, the, Do you skip the, the intro on Netflix? I don't watch movies. TV shows? But yes, I skip the intro when I'm binge watching things. Well, you're not skipping this one. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. You're a cunt. <laughs> That's a first. Okay. On Sunday, April 23rd, 2006, in Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada, a six-year-old neighborhood boy went to his friend's house, eight-year-old Jacob Richardson, to see if he could play. After knocking multiple times, he decided to walk around the house to see if anyone was home. He peeked in the downstairs window to the basement and saw two adults laying on the floor. He knocked on the window to get their attention, but when they did not respond, he figured they may need help. That's a good assumption. Do you know know this this story? I know this. I actually got kind of upset when you said six and eight, and I was like, no kids involved. And then you said he knocked on the door, and I was like, oh, shit, I know exactly where this is. He ran home to get his mother, who, after investigating the situation herself, called 911. This was at 1.34 p.m. First on the scene was Inspector Brett Suckendiak. <laughs> Kudos to Ashley for saying that without cracking up. But uh, the thing is, like, pause for cause while Tiffany regains going. I was <laughs> doing my research, and I put it in there and typed it out, and then going back through reading my notes, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Okay, it's S-E-C-O-N-D-I-A-K. How else would you pronounce that? Like you said. Secondiac. Secondiac. Yep. Yep. How would I personally pronounce it? Secondiac. (laughs) Paradise burn. Oh, man. Okay. So first on the scene was the inspector who looked into the window and could confirm that there was at least one adult on the floor. He called for backup, hoping to get into the home and help whoever was in there. Six police officers arrived shortly after the initial call. After multiple attempts to get the people to respond by knocking on the windows and doors, they used a battering ram to enter the home through the front door, where they were met by a gruesome scene. Blood smears covered the walls and the split-level staircase. They headed to the lower level of the home where the two people were seen laying on the floor. They saw the two lifeless bodies of a man and a woman on the basement floor covered in blood. The victims were Mark and Deborah Richardson. The police began piecing together evidence as they continued to search the home. 
There was a screwdriver laying next to Mark's hand and blood spatter all over the room, the TV, fireplace, the couches. Their initial thought was a domestic dispute that turned into a murder-suicide. Hmm. After closer investigation, they noticed that they had both been stabbed multiple times and the blood spatter and smears showed a struggle between more than two people. As they continued their investigation of the home, they moved upstairs to clear the rest of the house. As they were working through the home, they saw multiple pictures of a family, both parents, a young girl, and a younger boy. They immediately began to search for the children. As they entered the first bedroom at the top of the stairs, they were met by another horrific scene. They saw blood spatter on the walls, floor, and toys on the floor. The young boy, eight-year-old Jacob Richardson from the family photos, was laying on the bed covered in blood. They immediately began searching the rest of the home for the young girl in the photos, expecting to find her dead as well. After a thorough search of the home, they found that the couple's daughter was missing from the home. No. They immediately reached out to resource officers to see if they could be, excuse me, to see if she could be with family or friends, but they ultimately realized that they may now be looking for a kidnapper and murderer. An Amber Alert was immediately put out for 12-year-old Jasmine Richardson, quote, regarding a serious family matter. However, evidence quickly began piling up that ruled kidnapping out and pointed to her being involved in the murders. Oh. <laughs> Are things clicking? I'm here now. Sorry, that's insensitive. You know the story? I think so, yeah. All right. Jasmine was a diligent, good student at a local all-girls Catholic school who was described as a good student and a typical 12-year-old. As investigators began to look into the case, they talked with Jasmine's friends. They discovered that she had recently began dating a much older man, 23-year-old Jeremy Stanky. That makes me... Stinky? Stanky. Oh, wow. S-T-E-I-N-K-E. Stanky. Well... We gotta find humor wherever we can. Yes. So the thought of a twelve year old and a twenty three year old makes me want to barf. According to her friends, he was a gross goth dude and was into really weird things. Hey now. This coming from a group of twelve year old girls. He was like so weird and like totally goth. He was like this gross goth kid and into like weird shit. I don't know why I figure twelve year old Canadian girls sound like valley girls. I assume all 12-year-old girls sound the same, <laughs> right? Pretty much. I know I sounded like that when I was 12. <laughs> so a little backstory on Jeremy Steinke. He was born on January 15th, 1983. He had a rough childhood growing up with an alcoholic mother who filtered through relationships quite frequently. It was known that he was abused mentally and physically by multiple partners of his mother, including two husbands and lastly her long-term boyfriend he was bullied as a child and at 13 was diagnosed with depression ptsd and adhd he would self-harm and even attempted to commit suicide by hanging he would always tell his mom he wished he was dead and due to the bullying he chose to drop out of school in the 10th grade as he grew up he was known to enjoy the gothic lifestyle and even told people that he was a 300 year old werewolf yeah i 100 percent know this story now <laughs> yeah 100 the taste of blood so he was a goth furry well no because no, he, he didn't dress, dress up, up in costume He just believed that he was a werewolf. He even wore a vial of blood around his neck and was an active member on VampireFreaks.com. I was about to ask what blood and realize that wasn't relevant. That's just weird. I don't know. Actually, that didn't come up anywhere. That's probably his own. We don't need to know. It doesn't matter. It's gross. (laughs) 
His username on Vampire Freaks was Soul Eater. I mean, that's original. Fair. His interests on the site were listed as scarification, pain. What? Okay, what's scarification? Basically, caught harming yourself and carrying, causing scars to appear. So, like, is it different than cutting? Yeah, because okay. it's about leaving a mark. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be, like, it's basically leaving a wound on yourself or others. Okay. Is the joy or... Gotcha, gotcha. Interest in I don't mean my tone to sound insensitive. I'm, no. I just suddenly became very curious over something morbid. Please continue. <laughs> no, I'd say cutting is more like the act of it is the... For cutting, right. it's more the act. For scarification, it's the result. Leaving the mark. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the result. Hmm. And it's not necessarily morbid. Like some people, it's a kink. Mm-hmm. So it's not even necessarily a morbid thing. He also enjoyed kinky fetishes, blood, and razor blades. The, mm, 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 that's not something you put in the middle of that list. No. Look. On vampirefreaks.com. Fair point. I don't know why I'm questioning And he this. was into scarification and blood. I mean, it kind of just... I they all go together. together. Okay, scarification. This is insensitive, but it sounds like the song Scar would sing during one of his <laughs> solos in the musical Lion King. Scarification. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. He described himself as a gothic individual who believes in blood, destruction, guts, gore, and greed. His tagline. Am I God's champion or Satan's angel? You decide. Whoa. Real deep, man. Real deep. Real deep. Yeah, sure. Okay. Jasmine also had an active account on vampirefreaks.com where she had... <laughs> uh, don't get too excited. This, this story makes me angry. I was throwing my microphone. <laughs> where she had her age listed as 15. Her username... 15 doesn't make it okay. Wait, 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 wait. He was 23, right? He was 23. She was 15. She or was she listed 12. herself. Listed that's, as 15 doesn't make it any better. Like, that's still an eight-year... Yeah. That was probably just to be on the site. Yeah. She yeah, probably had to list age. it. Yeah. What did she have listed on her profile? Well, first of all, her username was Runaway Devil. You're giving me a look like I need to know that. My username in high school was Runaway Star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh. <laughs> see, see, Runaway Star sounds like the really angsty theater kid. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nail hammer. Right? <laughs> wow, you couldn't have uh, picked that one better. Thanks. Her interests were listed as dark poetry, criminal psychology, blood, kinky shit, human anatomy. She listed her idols as Marilyn Manson and Jeffrey Dahmer. And she described herself as a bisexual Wiccan, nocturnal, awkward, a deep thinker, and insane. All those buzzwords coming right at you. I was just thinking, <laughs> oh my God, Ashley's pointing at herself. And I was thinking the entire time, like, she's not a huge Marilyn Manson fan, but I know she likes him. But everything else is like, bam. Oh, I freaked myself out a little bit when I was researching this. So you were fun in high school. In high school? This was 12-year-old me. <laughs> like, honey, this is, yeah. And it's scary. I thought you were about to say this is now. <laughs> I mean, not a whole lot's changed. Yeah. Criminal yeah. psychology, human anatomy, blood, Wiccan. Well, I don't consider myself officially Wiccan. I want to be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It's believed that the two, Jeremy and Jasmine, met at a punk rock show in 2006 and quickly hit it off. This is 12-year-old Ashley. <laughs> I only had a 21-year-old boyfriend, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so glad you found Hagrid. Same. <laughs> Jasmine fell for him and his goth lifestyle. The pair began using online platforms to communicate regularly. They use sites like Vampire Freaks, Bolt, and Nexophilia. Okay. Didn't look into it. That's a smart move. <laughs> as soon as Jasmine's parents found out about her 23-year-old, quote, 300-year-old werewolf boyfriend, they became furious. They grounded Jasmine and forbid them to continue communicating. Of course, as a young girl in the throes of love for the first time, Jasmine went behind their backs and continued to talk to Jeremy. But he's like so mature, Mom. He's like a 300-year-old werewolf. Mom, you just don't understand, okay? He's like totally cool and into like all the same stuff as me. And he's like 300 years old because he's a werewolf. That was me slamming the door on my mom. Pretty sure if I told my mom that, she would openly laugh in my face and then ask if I was okay if I wanted to pray about it. They probably, I mean, she, they went to Catholic school, so they probably did. She probably had to do a lot of Hail Marys over her. I love you, Mom, but that's 100% what would have happened. <laughs> I Googled Nexophilia. Yeah. And, like, the first 10 hits were porn websites. Yeah. And then it mentioned a lot of things about werewolves. So I'm assuming oh, it's some kinky like stuff there. Like werewolf kinky site. Mm-hmm. Good, to, good to know. Thanks yes. for the research. You're Tiffany. welcome. Didn't click on any of the links, though. So. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> Through a messenger on one of the sites, she told him, I have a plan. It begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you. To which Jeremy replied, I, well, I love your plan, but we need to get a little more creative with the details and stuff. <laughs> they then went on to plan the murder of I her I feel parents. like he's patronizing a child. Um, good plan. Let's think about it a little more. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes. Like we have A and B. Let's throw a couple of your pretties in there. Come on. <laughs> or... Let's not. This is not. This is such a sick, sick case. Yeah. On April 3rd, 2006, Jeremy posted to his blog a poem entitled Payment. Do you have the poem? Of course I have the poem. Do we get to hear the poem? Yes. (laughs) My lover's rents are totally unfair. They say they really care. They don't know what's going on. They just assume. Their greed continues to consume. She is slowly going insane. She continues to think I came into her life to help her out and to stop what they were trying to shout. It is all total bullshit. Their throats I want to slit. They will regret the shit that they have done, especially when I see it, that they are gone. They shall pay for their insolence. Finally, they shall be silenced. Their blood shall be payment. That was a choice. (laughs) (laughs) That was a choice (laughs) that Steinke made. I want to punch him. (laughs) Kudos on the creative writing. Maybe don't post that to publicly available places. Yeah. And then do what you do. Oh, God. During the investigation, investigators went to Jasmine's school and found a disturbing stick figure comic strip that she had drawn depicting a young girl filling a sprinkler with gasoline and then two adult figures and one child (laughs) playing in the sprinkler as if it were water. 
I'm sorry. Rebecca. <laughs> wow. I'm imagining like the most amazing like waterworks flamethrower ever. Like the, the, minus the people burning and dying part. Like the other part sounds like fun. You're twisted. I like, I like fire. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable with this case because because now we're back laughing. Well, no, there are aspects to it because because this is technically considered a comedy podcast. Like you try to keep it light, but this case disturbs me yeah. to a level that I can't even begin to describe. Yeah. So I'm your comedic relief right now. Y- you are, and like I'm stinky so sorry. and stanky, stanky and suck a dick or whatever, like. <laughs> Those sucking the ock. Yes. Those help, but oh God, yeah. I just wanna like oh, I'm gonna punch some this people. This is one that I we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So stick figure comic strip that she had drawn depicting a young girl filling a sprinkler with gasoline and then two adult figures and one child figure playing in the sprinkler as if it were water. As they say, Oh no, we're covered in gasoline. <laughs> the young girl I'm sorry. It's so stupid. The young girl figure lights the gas on fire. The child stick figure is shown on a swing saying, ah, I'm burning alive. And the two adult figures are saying, help, help. My flesh is being burned off. Okay, that got a little dark. While this is happening, two stick figures watch saying, ha, you're burning as they stand next to a vehicle labeled Jeremy's truck. This is not relating my family to this at all but i have two brothers one significantly older there's like 15 years nope 10 years between them and i found a notebook the younger one had made of ways to kill the older one (laughs) (laughs) one of which involved launching the older one into space onto a meteor so the meteor can go to a different planet and i had him explain this one to me because it's actually really clever Because the idea is by launching him to a different planet, he dies on a different planet because of the atmosphere. But he's dead anyway because he's on the meteor and there's no atmosphere on the meteor. So either way, you're good. Oh, my goodness. He also had pictures of like older brother standing in front of a tank. I loved it. I should have kept it. Oh, my God. So can you see why I'm laughing a little (coughs) bit at this? No. No, I can't. I mean, I can. Yes. But... You um, twisted. I'm trying to lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> I know you're doing a good job. So after they found the stick figure drawing, they talked to some of her classmates and friends who admitted that Jasmine had talked to them about killing her parents before, but no one ever took it seriously. She was later recorded as saying it was, quote, stupid talk. And it's about to get a little dark. Oh, now? We're going to go into right a little more detail. So if y'all would like to take a little drinky drink break. Because the gasoline sprinkler wasn't dark enough as Rebecca That was just a it. comic book. Oh, yeah. Drink break, anyone? Yeah. yeah so Rebecca. Yeah. Yep. Hello, I'm Corey. And I'm Shannon, and we're the co-hosts of Snap Food Podcast, where the situation's normal, all fucked up. Join us as we dive into the depths of stories about true crime and mystery from the past and present. We'll bring to light those stories you think you've heard but aren't quite convinced you know everything about. Listen as we tell all the true and gritty facts of these stories on the darker side of strange. So if you're ready for a heavy dose of reality, find Snap Food on Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. We'll see you soon.
we're back. We we needed a laugh drink break for a second just to recenter ourselves. Oh my god, I so wish that we had links to our old MySpaces and stuff. Oh my god, I'm so glad we don't. Man, I was angsty. It was bad. Yeah, we totally don't have links and someone totally doesn't know how to find those. Carry on. On April 21st, 2006, Jasmine snuck out of her home to Jeremy's trailer where the couple watched their favorite movie, the 1994 classic Natural Born Killers, which chronicles an unhinged couple as they blaze a homicidal trail across America, starting with members of one of their own families. Jasmine told Jeremy that she was ready to kill her parents because they were being mean to her. I just want to hit her. What a spoiled brat. On April 22nd, 2006, Jasmine's parents paid with their blood just as Jeremy had written. Stanky disguised... I can't get over that last name. It's... It's pretty odd. Disguised by a mask and brandishing a large knife snuck into the family's basement. Jeremy first attacked Jasmine's mother, Deborah, and stabbed her at least a dozen times. Jeez. Mark, her father, tried to fight back with a screwdriver, but was stabbed to death as well. Her father, Mark, was so brutally attacked that the pathologist would later note that his body was almost completely drained of blood by the time that they performed the autopsy. They then went upstairs to Jacob's room. Where Jasmine proceeded to stab her little brother in the chest while he was begging for his life. It was Jeremy, however, that killed him by slitting his throat. When asked why she killed her brother, Jasmine said she thought it would be cruel to leave him without his parents. Oh, so you're just going to stab him multiple times. That's better. My heart hurts so bad right now. Yeah. So bad. That's the hardest part. I mean, I feel for all of the victims, but that was the hardest part of this entire story. And there's more details that goes into that. I'm glad you're not going into those. Y'all can find more information on that. Oh, God, that breaks my heart. When asked why she killed her brother, Jasmine said she thought it would be cruel to leave him without his parents. Jeremy quickly got away with the help of their friend Casey Lancaster, who drove him away from the house. Jasmine stayed behind to, quote, clean up a little bit, packed a bag, stole a credit card from her mom's purse, and called a taxi. The taxi dropped her off at a gas station with an ATM where she withdrew cash with the card. And then she had the taxi drop her off at Jeremy's trailer. Two hours after the death of her family, Jasmine and Jeremy were seen laughing and kissing in a nearby restaurant. God, I hate them. On April 27, 2006, the day after the family's bodies were discovered, the police found the duo at a gas station in Saskatchewan, which was less than 100 miles from Medicine Hat. Um, They were both arrested and charged with three counts of first-degree murder. Good. While they were awaiting trial, Jeremy proposed to Jasmine through an exchange of jailhouse letters, which she eagerly accepted. Uh. She also bragged about how the murders had turned them into legends who would become immortal now that they have had their five minutes of fame. Can I smack them? I want to smack them. I'll go for it. Smack away. (laughs) Jasmine Richardson, who was identified as J.R. because of her age, went on trial in June of 2007. She was 13 at the time. That's just like mind boggling to me. (laughs) At the trial, when she asked why they murdered her parents and little brother, Jasmine said, I loved him so much. I thought it would bring us closer together. She pled not guilty to three counts of first degree murder. And claimed that Jeremy took her cries much more seriously than she intended. 
She said that her and her friends joked about killing people all the time, and she thought she could do the same with Jeremy. Jasmine testified. The night of the murders, when her family heard someone come into the house, her parents told her and her brother to hide. When Jasmine heard the exchange between her parents and Jeremy, she got a knife and ran downstairs to find her mother already lifeless on the floor and see Jeremy stabbing her father. She ran back upstairs, followed by Jeremy, who was covered in the blood of her parents. They ran into Jacob's room where Jeremy was yelling, stab him, stab him. Jasmine said, I can't, to which Jeremy replied, stab him, I did this for you. Jasmine said she did stab him, but only once, and that it was Jeremy who then took her knife and killed him. The trial lasted approximately a month, and in the end of July of 2007, after three hours of deliberation, the jury brought back the verdict guilty on all three counts. In November of 2007... Jasmine was sentenced to 10 years. That's it? Imprisonment. For all three? Which is the maximum sentence allowed by the Youth Criminal Justice Act in Canada. Mm. This act states that any convicts who are under the age of 14 at the time they committed the act cannot be charged as adults and can only be given a maximum sentence of 10 years. I have so many feelings. (laughs) Yeah. I, I... Not okay. Jasmine's sentence would include four years to be sent in a psychiatric facility, followed by four and a half under conditional supervision in the community. Uh, What? In December of 2008, Jasmine Richardson's boyfriend and accomplice, Jeremy Steinke, 25 at the time, was found guilty on three counts of first-degree murder and sentenced to three concurrent life sentences in prison. His lawyers argued that he was in an alcohol and drug-filled haze when he snapped and killed the Richardsons. They described him as a love-struck, immature man who would do anything to keep the young girl's attention. Mm. Okay. (laughs) 23-year-old, now 24-year-old. 25. 25-year-old. Stupid-year-old. It doesn't matter what kind of drunken stupor you were in. You killed three people. Yeah. I yeah. don't give in a cold yes. blood. I don't give a rat's ass about how you are trying to entertain a 12 year old and keep her attention. You can go F off. Yeah. And he should have. Yeah. Um, his friends testified that he had asked for help to get rid of her parents because he feared Jasmine would leave him if he didn't. He will be eligible for parole after serving 25 years. Jasmine Richardson underwent extensive rehabilitation and treatment and was diagnosed with conduct disorder and oppositional defiant disorder. She sounds like a 13-year-old to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there's some sort of underlying issue that they're able to resolve. Well, through what I saw and what I found out while researching this, it basically just means that she is like completely defiant. And, but again, that sounds like a 13 year old to me. Yeah. And I also saw cases saying that they were basically just trying to diagnose her with something Mm. so that she could be released basically. In 2011, Mm. while still under psychiatric evaluation, she became a freshman at Mount Royal university in Calgary, Alberta. And in 2016, at 22, just a year younger than Jeremy Steinke at the time of the murders, Jasmine was released. Well, that's a thing. In the most Canadian statement ever, Court of Queen's Bench Justice Scott Brooker said, You've indicated through your conduct you have a desire to atone for what you did. 
Clearly, you cannot undo the past. You can only live each day with the knowledge that you can control how you behave. That was during her final hearing. That sounds like he's just saying, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Basically. Yeah. And that's so Canada. (laughs) I hate to stereotype, but it's just like, oh, honey, it's okay. We forgive you. I don't. Throw her back in. If she stays out of trouble until 2020, Canada's youngest convicted multiple murderer will have the murders expunged from her record. (sighs) Okay. We're real close to that. Yeah. I just, I have so many feelings. Canada, you do so much right. But that whole young act. No. Yeah, there needs to be a murder clause in there somehow. It's anything under 14. The maximum they can be sentenced is 10 years. Hmm. <laughs> as far as I could tell from it, it does not matter. I mean, obviously, it does not yeah, matter obviously. what you do. Well, that's the Richardson family murders. So next week, I've got to pick something real light and fluffy. I mean, you don't have to. Be on the lookout for something <laughs> real light and fluffy. <laughs> it's going to be Tiffany's rainbow episode, y'all. Get ready. <laughs> Prepare yourself. I just, there was so much that went into that one when I started researching and I couldn't not. I mean, obviously the fact that I researched a week early. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) That should tell you something. Right. No, I, I've heard that story before and every time it gets me and there's something about a young child doing this that freaks me out on a whole nother level like anytime there are kids involved my heart immediately hurts right but god i can remember being like super jacked up in the head at 12 and just being an angsty 12 year old and not understanding what was going on in the world around me and but there's no excuse for that no and my thing is even if best case scenario i guess she really truly didn't want to go forward with it and he just took it too far and what she said in the case was true which Mm -hmm. based on the way that she talked to him after they got arrested and the letters yeah i question that but best case scenario just the trauma of going through that and seeing what you saw and knowing what happened and that you didn't do anything to stop it or call 911 and possibly have a chance to save any of them that alone terrifies me that somebody yeah. having to live with that is oh my God, yes. just out. Yeah. And yeah, as of next year, if she keeps up good behavior, the murders are expunged and she's no longer on any type of watch. Uh, my heart. Yeah. My heart hurts for that family. Yeah. That was a fun one. Well, at least we got stupid sticky and... Um, stanky. Uh, stanky. And yeah, I read at some point he changed his name... To what, Mr. Werewolf? <laughs> How cool. Um, It was Jackson, I think, instead of Jeremy. And then she's obviously, now that she's out, she's under a moniker. Yeah. But, well, yeah. we got Steinke and Suckadiak. So, there was that. <laughs> so, yeah. Two points to Hufflepuff there and <laughs> lots of, <laughs> lots of points taken away. Yeah. Lots of points to the... Um, uh death De- eaters death eater yes <laughs> thanks like y'all didn't see that but ashley just took her arm and just starts drawing squiggles on it going <laughs> you picked up that was more than a squiggle that was an intricate skull and snake design obviously 
obviously. <laughs> but, well, yes, we'll have to go back and record a disclaimer. Yes, content warning. For but that time. you know what? It is an interesting case. So. It is. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about Baba. his werewolfism. I don't. Um, Google that Not thing him. and click on one of the first 10 links and it might give you something. Good to know. <laughs> hey, Professor Lupin uh-huh. was top notch. So I might appreciate going on one of those sites. I got to go, guys. <gasps> Professor Lupin <laughs> and Serious Book. Oh. So remember, friends. <laughs> Does that leave me Potter? What? Professor Lupin and Sirius Black. No, oh, you're talking cute if you think that we're leaving you one of them. That's cute. <laughs> well, the fourth one is Pettigrew. No, she's... Honey, what are you... Ashley's having Remember fantasies. friends. <laughs> Ashley's having fantasies about her and some visitors. I gathered that. Remember friends. I mean, Rebecca if you want to be... my Harry Potter fantasies are odd. If you want to <laughs> Let be me in her fantasies too. And Remember, friends, if you misread, misread the situation and make a joke and make it worse, you're me. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesofstrange.com, or you can email them to us at theladiesofstrange at gmail.com. Do I get to do my part since you cut in Ashley's? Don't forget to subscribe. No! <laughs> Rate and review, and if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can now find us on Patreon. Keep it strange, Keep it strange lovelies. lovelies. Uh, no, I got mine in first. That's what Lupin said. Hey! hey. Tonk, 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 tonks. Uh. <laughs>